Gigalos, welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Good. Uh, just been uh, home for the holidays with my family. Uh, they they just got Disney Plus, so I've been I've I have been Disney Star Wars pilled. I've uh, been watching a lot of the Clone Wars with my brothers, and then che- finally checking out the Mandalorian show. So I've just been indul- indulging in some, you know, uh, like. Uh, comfort food normie entertainment <laughs> these days <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you be having a fun time with your family yeah. on the holidays <laughs> don't you know you're supposed to be miserable and bitching at them about how don't look up wasn't revolutionary enough i that's a, at least from what i can tell that's what the discourse is is that people were thinking that the anchorman guy was gonna end his movie with like a giant uh french revolution style execution of the rich at least that's what they were hoping for so wait adam uh, mckay made a movie that offers tepid neoliberal takes on contemporary issues uh i'm shocked (laughs) (laughs) you might even call it his vice Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it's a great litmus test for like what bubble I think people exist online in. And uh, of course, this is me saying it as if I don't exist in a bubble myself. But just, you know, to see people who were expecting it to go further or people who were mad at it for being as liberal as it was or anything else is just like, I, I guess, okay, fine. I mean, uh, I watched it. I watched it while cooking and then also wa- hanging out with my kid. And so it just was uh, watched in like five parts and great. Cool. Not any worse than SNL sketches. Uh, it's a low bar, but that's what I put it <laughs> yeah. at. Ultimately. I have, I have not seen it yet. I, I saw the uh, David Sirota tweet that's been kind of making the rounds today. Uh, apparently he was a co-writer on this thing. Uh, guess the, guess the, guess the yeah. Bernie campaign uh, paid off for him. But uh, yeah, so like <laughs> the, 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 the post here is a climate movie is the number one most popular film on the world's largest streaming platform. This is an enormous win. If you can't at least acknowledge that, then it's a safe bet that you're a character in that film um like i know that i know this thing isn't subtle but like when you have one of the writers of the movie literally just like laying out the entire metaphor in defense of any pushback against this thing online it's like come on dude have have some subtlety uh i i think i think we can I think we can definitively say that uh, this is the one of many poor hiring decisions made by the Bernie campaign <laughs> last year. It's a, it's a, you know, honestly, it's a credit to Bernie when you look at what his actual support network was that he managed to make it as <laughs> yeah. far as he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's wild. I don't know. It's uh, we can we can dive into the politics and rehashing the what is it now the 2020 race? Oh yeah. God. Oh. Uh, but you know instead i think i'll just kill myself uh so great episode everyone happy to be here yeah that's that's what people uh come to gigocast for a a uh, post-mortem on the uh failures of the campaign that we all put so much hope and stock and collective uh co- collective engagement with in the past couple of years 
what we can do is we can focus on the tried and true the issues that affect the everyday americans the working class yeah. and let's talk about the box office this week yeah <laughs> praxis the real fight it begins now oh god i i hate it i hate it all so much man uh but our top story is of course that spider-man no way home uh it's the mcu is back baby uh it crossed the one billion dollar mark it is the first movie since 2019's star wars the rise of skywalker to cross one billion globally and uh you know what grift i still haven't seen the movie but i'm willing to say it uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is indeed a lot like Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's ignominious <laughs> company right there. Um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to see it tomorrow uh, because I know Ruby wants to have a little roundtable on it. I look forward to you doing that roundtable. You and 12 other guests all <laughs> screeching over each other talking about uh, what CGI cartoon man was uh, better. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful time doing oh, that I'm, I'm i'll hunched. keep on being my sourpuss self uh over here in the corner yeah i like i mean you, you said it reignited the mcu but i think this proves like once and for all that the only marvel character that people actually care about is spider-man like absolutely like all all absolutely. of the like collective uh excitement about the avengers and the in first wait like first uh phase of the mcu was just like collective coke for the fact that there wasn't like a big successful Spider-Man franchise anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's weird. It's almost like uh, they're just now really in the cashing out phase of all of this. So uh, it should be interesting as well to see what Sony ends up doing with this. I know there was rumors about Andrew Garfield coming back for an amazing Spider-Man 3 that all the TikTok teens oh my are God. expressing nostalgia <laughs> for. Who, who and, would have uh, thought that the Zoomers would be the ones trying to like resurrect the amazing Spider-Man films as like worthy of inclusion in the canon? Like what a what a time to be alive. I, <laughs> I it is it's surreal, number one, but I think like those Zoomers were at the same age that like we were when the Phantom Menace and all of that came out. So I, I wonder if this is if these Spider-Man movies are like their prequels almost of where they're like, yeah, it's bad, but we like it so much. And the cast has all gone on to do great things. So it kind of holds this weird place in the cultural lexicon. Yeah, I mean, the, the Zoomers are definitely part of what's um you know the the sort of the nostalgia around the uh, Star Wars prequels because now that they have access to them on streaming, they always go back to those instead of the the sequels. Which they're like, I mean, I'm just using anecdotal experience from my younger brothers, but they're like, fuck the sequels. So the prequels are where it's at. Yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful, especially when there's a whole Star Wars world and you can either watch The Mandalorian or you can watch Studio Notes the movie yeah. uh, for <laughs> your Star Wars stuff. Like it's. It's an easy choice, but let, let's talk about another property that's going on right now. Uh, the Batman released a new trailer called The Bat and the Cat. Uh, we get just more looks of looking at Bruce Wayne being Batman. Wow. And it's Catwoman <laughs> being Catwoman. And she has a weird like half face mask 
it's like an under boob shirt, but for your face <laughs> is kind of what she's wearing the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the bat and the cat. Can't can't believe they uh, hadn't used uh, Doctor Seuss as a writer before this movie. <laughs> you know, you know the Riddler in his weird, creepy little Paul Dano voice is gonna be like a rat a tat tat. <laughs> the bat and the cat they fall into my trap. Like oh god, oh no, it's white boy rapping. The evilest thing that can exist in Gotham yeah, City. Yeah, they, 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 they got the Dr. Seuss of Trap, uh, 21 Savage, for the soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where is that soundtrack? Uh, it's lurking somewhere. Uh, I will never forgive Suicide Squad for making a Skrillex and Rick Ross mashup song called purple lamborghini and the joker never drives a purple lamborghini in the movie that song that song slaps though not gonna lie the song may be good but why what does it even do uh it's so pointless but whatever uh we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about the actual importance of what's being displayed in this uh trailer which is that people are going to criticize bruce wayne for not being more of a philanthropist and we're supposed to side with bruce wayne because he's actually going out at night and destroying concrete blocks with the batmobile like that was his like ha ha. What do you think about that criticism? Is that is and, that actually the discourse surrounding this? Are people actually like wanting Bruce Wayne to solve Gotham's problems with like paying his taxes and and donating to um, sketchy NGO tax schemes? Like, unironically, <laughs> I think that that is like a talking point that they want to have addressed. The they meaning like the comic audience as a whole. So it's just weird that they are including lines like this so they can kind of poop poo it instead of like i don't know having an actual conversation about it i think it would be interesting if bruce wayne t- paired up and worked with several various ngos and then you found out that the ngos were i don't know headed up by lex luther but then that's the entire storyline of world's finest so i'm not going to bother getting into that point is like there's a way to have a discussion about it but it seems like this movie is going to be like no we're too edgy to talk about the bureaucratic nature of philanthropy honestly like props to christopher nolan being just like okay we're going to do a straight up unabashed right-wing take on bruce wayne's wealth where his where his, his father tried right? tried to fix things but this is this is the failure of institutions and the failure of weak liberals <laughs> i mean like I, I i know that people will get upset but batman is almost inherently a right right-wing oh, character absolutely. like i like him as like depressed woke boy uh kurt cobain edgelord oh, type thing seems to be like uh i don't know it just doesn't seem to be a good fit or maybe we're gonna watch him get red pilled throughout the entire movie uh and i'm not sure if that's better uh, i think um, i think batman really um really represents the sigma prowler archetype which is <laughs> <laughs> the new the new uh, uh, male physiognomy buzz phrase that's making his way around the Twitterverse. I can barely understand D&D classes, so I'll be damned <laughs> if I start to learn 
what the various Sigma males are. Uh, this, I, well, I, it's, it's perfect because the, the original Sigma Prowler post said that they're perfect in any urban combat scenario, which oh, is pretty much the epitome of Batman. I see. Urban <laughs> combat zones. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I get some, some coding there. I'm going to focus on the yeah. real world, though, and that means <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yay, a teaser trailer watching Benedict Cumberbatch being good and then also fighting the evil version of himself so and teaming up with wanda so it's asking everyone to have seen wandavision and what if fuck off i'm not watching any marvel tv series there's too many of them you can't make me care um i fell asleep (laughs) watching the original doctor strange uh isn't like the the title of this one is clearly a ripoff of like the lovecraft um it's like story right absolutely like i I mean it's uh, i'm sorry because it's disney you know we we don't want to get in trouble it's not ripping it off it's an homage to Uh, that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man i mean it feels weird that they are now entering a full-blown phase where they're basically saying hey if you want to watch this movie on its own that's fine but if you want the real fan experience be sure and make sure that you have disney plus which your family has already succumbed to the wilds of it grift so yeah it is only yeah. a matter of time now before yeah. you start quoting wandavision unironically <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah the 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 process of of the grift shop family being psyop by the mouse house is well underway um but just like yeah this multiverse concept it's all like it's obviously like the next phase that their marvel disney's trying to go for and it's like come on this is a shameless ploy to get people still invested in this series and now the possibility for anything can happen any like you know any universe any possible storyline is like why should anyone care if anything can happen like (laughs) yeah i I mean it really they run into the same issue that I hate to say this, but like they're going to have to start tackling the multiverse in the same way that like Rick and Morty does. And the Rick and Morty pilled MCU fan is not like an abomination that I want oh to try God. and fathom uh, at this moment. That, that, is, that is a fandom crossover that, that could bring down empires. <laughs> it, it just feels like there is a lot for this uh for this movie to talk about and to explore but it's all going to be through that mcu sheen and like you were talking about the stakes of it are going to seem almost uh, i mean i I was gonna say it's gonna feel infinite but the stakes are gonna be so minuscule because no matter who dies you can just pluck someone from a universe where everyone but this one person died and wow it's fine uh, but I guess this is how they're going to recast T'Challa. They're going to have, you know, multiverse oh, T'Challa God. walk through. You're right. You're right. God well, yeah, because they can't use Shuri right now because the actress is too busy, number one, ranting about the vaccine, but more importantly to Disney's concerns, getting hurt on set and therefore causing production delays. So yeah, she, you know. she's joined uh, Disney's cast of canceled characters with uh, Gina Carano. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout out our problematic queen. Uh, <laughs> Does that mean she can play Candace Owens in the uh, Hunter Biden biopic? 
let's go. Uh, I heard, I, I saw something the other day that like Candace Owens is like taking like teaspoons of silver, like to, as like a health remedy. And like, there's been past, like, sort of like, like people who have done this and their skin has turned blue. She's turning into a gin is what she is. So. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. wait to ask her three riddles and then get my wish. <laughs> <laughs> the Shape of Water 2 starring Candace Owens. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, let, let's go from blue people to blue rivers. Uh, new trailer, Death on the Nile. Uh, it's it's Kenneth Branagh. He's back as uh, his master detective, Poirot. Uh, and this time he's doing an Egyptian vacation, but then murders happen because basically it seems like the plot of every one of these movies is uh, he goes on vacation. He gets into a confined space with an ensemble cast, and then someone decides now is the time to commit a murder. And- <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I remember like I have vague memories of watching the original uh, or, or the or the first one in this uh, series. Uh, I remember there was a really bad CGI train. And oh, this yeah. one, this this looks like just like a bland pastiche of like CGI Orientalism. Um, we get like the the sizzle reel of Gal Gadot just having the not worst talk? delivery of her lines. Like the fact that they picked that one line to be in that the trailer. That was the best take. That yeah, was- that, was, <laughs> that was the best line they had. Oh, like- <laughs> Like what the like what like literally like there there's something wrong with her like what the like couple like it's any- getting worse right like as the years go on I don't know what's happening but like Arnold at least got better with his line delivery and sense of English timing whereas uh, it seems like she's regressing completely like to a distracting degree like you could pluck a random Mossad agent off like the war zone in Gaza and they would be able to do better English reads than Gal Gadot that's probably. Like- Probably why she stopped. She just sucked at the espionage aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't she lo- blend in. <laughs> she kept yeah. looking at cue cards, being like, "I love being a native Palestinian. Yes, it is so wonderful here." Uh, Gal Gadot, uh, what were your whereabouts when uh, Robert Maxwell uh, fell off his yacht? <laughs> Well, you know, I think we'll find this out with the death on the Nile because it also happens on a fucking boat. Goddamn stupid <laughs> thing. All right, yeah. All right. uh, I, I mean, I just hope we get an army hammer uh, cannibalism scene in Please. this. You know, if, uh, it, it would, I mean, if they're going for full Orientalism, why not? You this know, is, this <laughs> is an incredibly. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about this cast. You have Gal Gadot, who's come under fire. Army Hammer, who's come under fire. You have the actress who plays Shuri, who's come under fire. (laughs) What is happening here uh, with with this production? This is awful luck. I feel sorry for Kenneth Branagh, because all he wants to do is do weird anti-IRA propaganda films (laughs) with Belfast. He's getting roped into this shit. I I, I really hope for the marketing for this, they go with like the woke media elites don't want you to see the movie with the canceled problematic cast. (laughs) uh, I mean, they're probably not going to do that because like this is isn't this a, like a Fox movie that's now being released under Disney because they yeah, bought them yeah. and, and it's probably being purposely tanked. 
Like I know this was like shelved for a while. Like it was supposed to come out like a couple of years ago. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why Gal Gadot's in this. Cause I like, I think we can tell the kinds of roles she is getting as she signs new contracts after wonder woman, 1984. Like yeah. it, it's, it's a, it, it's a timestamp for lack of a better word, but let, let's not get mad about badly acted lines. Let's instead focus on absolute head fucks of movies. And that's a uh, big gold brick. So, uh, I, I mean, I had to look up what the actual plot of this movie was, but uh, basically we follow a writer who g- gets into an accident and then he's hired by a random middle-aged guy to write his biography, but then increasingly weird things happen and you can't tell if it's because the world is weird, because his head trauma is making everything seem weird, or if something else is going on. Um, it, it seems like an incredibly good movie. It's a first-time director's talented cast. But that's not really what I want to talk about right now. Grift, you, you hit the nail on your he- on the head with your note for this trailer. Want to go ahead and tell everyone uh, what's sure. happening here? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of notes just to first jump off what you were saying there. Uh, yeah, this this movie looks kind of MK Ultra pilled a bit, so I'm naturally intrigued. Uh, but I think it's more importantly, Megan Fox has been cast as a MILF. It's, yes. it's time. It Absolutely. is It is time. And I, I hope we see her in more of these roles. And I'm sure she's going to knock it out of the park because apparently the, the powers that be in the media are now promoting her as part of like the, you know, it couple with machine gun Kelly. So <laughs> she, she's clearly, she's clearly like using it to her advantage to, um, to, to, to get these roles. And she's now like of the age where she is like playing older, attractive women figures. So yeah, I'm, I'm Megan Fox milf pill for sure. <laughs> it, it's just a wonderful thing to see, you know, it's someone who was like a, a late middle school, early high school crush, finally now blossoming into becoming this uh, full blown force of uh, sexuality that's <laughs> taking place of where like she has agency. She's uh, just the, the, the hot wife of this like rich guy who uh, clearly she's hotter than him. Clearly she's cheating on him, but that's just the vibe, man. That's, that's part of their arrangement of what's going on. Uh, and so I, I can't wait to see like what the other darkness that is going to be happening is throughout this film. Cause uh, it, it just seems like, again, a real trip of a movie. And when you get Megan Fox into something like this, in this kind of a role, that's all I need to go ahead and watch it on streaming. I'll probably not buy a ticket to watch it in theaters, <laughs> but I'm just going to be remembering it as like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Megan Fox milf movie. Hell yeah. I'll watch that right now. Yeah, like, I mean, she disappeared there for a while. And I, f- I feel like we're of the same age where, like, you know, in the early Transformers movies, like, she was definitely, like, a big, uh, you know, pop culture sex figure, like, when we were coming up as adolescents. So, absolutely. Uh, happy, 2007 happy through 2009. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prime, prime teenage years right there. Um, and like, apparently, like, isn't Jennifer's body in the Criterion collection now? It is now. That's right. We can feel vindicated is what we can do for this film. <laughs> for this right actress. all along. Yeah. <laughs> My horny teenage brain was right. She is awesome and super talented. Fuck you. She's not just a pretty face. <laughs> 
<laughs> Michael Bay, you're a monster, but you also did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you've somehow avoided being canceled. So I guess you're just a, an adrenaline hooked asshole the entire time. Yeah, so, like uh, I, I don't think he's a creep, but I think he's just a. I think he's just an asshole. And yeah. like, yeah, like, but um, I, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget what he cast like 14 year old Megan Fox to be a backup dancer in Bad Boys Two. Or I think it was the original Bad Boys. Yeah, you know, just uh, weird shit like that. But, you know, it's fine. He was doing what people today call a licorice pizza. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> licorice pizza gate. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. God damn it. All right. Uh, so. It's so low, low hanging, uh, low, low hanging dough right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so the, the next trailer that we have going on is, uh, for Uncharted. We got a new Uncharted trailer. Uh, it, it, man, this one just gives the whole plot away. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was watching it. I'm like, wow, that is a cool set piece. Would have liked to watch that in theaters or be surprised by it, but no surprises anymore. This is the safest movie because it's a Sony action adventure trailer. So we're getting all of the third act. You take this uh, trailer and the first one, you can speed run the entire thing. No problems. Yeah, they clearly had to do the reveal of the uh, dueling pirate ships in the sky thing, because like otherwise, like what incentive is there to go see this movie? Um, There's like, a lot just- of sky based things, you know, because he's also jumping up the luggage in the sky as well. Yeah. You know, it's very video gamey, but it's also adapting a video game itself. So fuck me, yeah. I guess. Makes, yeah, it checks out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it, it jumps from like, oh, uh, this is National Treasure. Oh, this is Indiana Jones. Oh, this is Pirates of the Caribbean. It's <laughs> uh, like but it has just- Spider-Man, so it's fine. Eat the slop, you pigs. Eat it. It has Spider-Man and it has Mark Wahlberg doing his infinite and Transformers level uh <laughs> commitment to acting here i i love how like i'm ne- like infinite is going to be like my definitive mark Wahlberg film like uh, i i used to think of like yeah like transformers and like pain of and, like pain and gain yeah uh, when i but now like just after our infinite episode uh i i cannot think of him in anything else uh <laughs> go subscribe to the patreon and listen to the infinite episode it is the best one <laughs> <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. you get to see mark Wahlberg be the cool looking 27 year old you heard me 27 year old on the market <laughs> That's on the point. job market <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is weird because now like in this trailer you can tell sony was terrified of the fan backlash because people were asking like where's the mustache sony and in this like bizarre anti-Superman from uh, uh, Justice League uh, fan campaign, this time they want the mustache. And so then there's this tacked on scene that I think is probably a post credits reveal that shows him having a mustache and Tom Holland being like, oh, what do you have on your face? It's like, what? What are you what are you talking about, Tom Holland? What? Yeah, what why do the, we care? All of the jokes seem to be around like Tom Holland calling Mark Wahlberg, an old man, and Mark Wahlberg telling Tom Holland that his balls haven't dropped yet. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Wahlberg is oddly obsessed with Tom Holland's puberty progress. (laughs) 
know he's really what been, he's really been grooming that mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the next film that we have that's uh, that we got a trailer for is called I Want You Back, which is just a straight up rom-com from Amazon Studios. It's a comedy about two people who get broken up with right before they think they're about to take the next step. So then they decide to date each other's exes or try and get them to break up with the person that they're currently dating. It's uh, it, it's supposed to be very cute, but this is in reality uh, some straight up sociopathic shit. This is some this is some toxic behavior right here. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, this is this is not a you know not a good uh, role model as a movie. Uh, not that we should be taking cues from movies and how to act, but yeah, no, this is this is straight up this is straight up crazy ex behavior. I mean, you you always gotta love Charlie Day. Uh, you, you know, he's, he's pretty likable in everything he's in, but uh, this sort of the, the, the sort of plot um, outline of this sort of reminded me on like, of like a weird, like strangers on a train premise. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's seen that one, uh, just, <laughs> I need you to have sex with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to have a threesome with my ex-girlfriend right. and her new boyfriend. <laughs> Also, I'm going to get into a weird bromance with my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. boyfriend. Probably. Uh, obviously, it's going to be that these two people, Charlie Day and Jenny Sleet, they get together and then Charlie Day becomes best buds with the personal trainer guy. Uh, you know, like, and, and then she becomes friends with Charlie Day's ex. You know, like, it's going to be just the, this whole thing of... Uh, Wow, and that was how everything worked out. Ha 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 ha! Glad we could go on this double date now. So yeah, uh, wait, wait. So, like, stop me if you heard this one before, but like, I I think they're probably gonna end up together. Uh, no, but- <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah. It would be great, like, if uh, there was a third act reveal that like Charlie Day was a white supremacist on top of everything else. You know? Okay, okay. I think there is evidence in the trailer for that. Because when he, when he sees, I, I don't know if you caught this too. I think you might have. When he sees the picture of his uh, ex and her new boyfriend, he's like, what the fuck? And it's like, my first reaction was like, wait, is this because the, guy, the guy's Asian? Like, <laughs> like is, it, is it really that surprising that she got a new boyfriend? Like maybe maybe the speed at which she got it. But like, dude, like, <laughs> are, you, are you that surprised that uh, an, an, an Asian man is, is dating a white woman uh, in a movie in 2021? He becomes a weeb. Yeah. <laughs> also, it, like these these must have been pretty bad breakups because they must like they must have like fr- scrubbed all of uh, social media uh, evidence of their exes. Otherwise, this plan would not work. Absolutely, yeah. And like, oh, well, who did you date? Oh, it was this crazy little man who wouldn't stop (laughs) going on rants and getting on daily stormer. (laughs) Dude, well, yeah, white supremacist Charlie Day. That's (laughs) got I, I feel like he would he would do well at that. Uh, that's episode art that we can't put on for this week. No, Charlie Day in the Grand Wizard outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let, let's move on from white supremacy and start talking about black excellence. That's right, you heard me. Uh, Atlanta season three. Uh, we got a a, a teaser trailer. Uh, that dropped and it's it's uh they're going to europe it's a it's a european tour 
So let's the, go, uh, paper boys in Paris. Let's go. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's what Charlie Day refers to them as, so that way yeah. he doesn't lose those sweet, sweet Disney checks. Um, it it is it is just nice to see Atlanta is back and it's staying surreal as ever. I was kind of worried that season two was gonna be the end. Not that it was bad by any means, just that you know, like uh, the the show plays everything so straight and everything gets so surreal that it's always fun for me to see why, uh, or rather, see when people are saying like, "Oh, I don't like the show. I don't know when it's trying to be funny or when it's not," because that lets me know that these people grew up on the Big Bang Theory. Like they need that <laughs> yeah. Pavlovian yeah. response. Like, oh, the light went off. I need to clap. Or, oh, they made the smirky face. I need to clap instead of uh, it's just real life. Season two of Atlanta particularly slapped. I mean, the Teddy Perkins episode, I never mm-hmm. want to watch it again, but brilliant. Uh, the, the one with the where they go into the, the, the frat was great uh uh mexican mexican drake um incredible concept oh my i loved pop-up drake like it's it's so good the way they like weave in actual people in the atlanta hip-hop scene the with foot like, race against michael like, vick sorry yeah uh, oh, I, can, it, I can keep it, going it's so it's, good it, it, yeah no i i fucking, I, I fucking love this show so i'm, I'm just excited that we're getting more of it because i i think i heard um that they're production was pretty it was hit pretty hard by the pandemic so it's it's good to see that they got it back on track and they're gonna they're gonna go ahead with a third season yeah and it's it's wild to think about like where the cast is now you know lakeith stanfield right? is a academy award winner i believe or at the very least nominated paperboy got his disney paycheck uh what's in eternals you know <laughs> donald glover is uh of course doing just amazing things across the board uh and uh zazie beats as well um and and so it's just gonna be a fun time to see because i don't know if we're gonna get a season four like i don't know if they're gonna be able to bring all of them back uh one more time uh with all of this so yeah can't can't forget uh uh bernie from our f- uh, favorite podcast titan truthers that's right oh my god i forgot oh bernie oh you beautiful uh, yeah. soul <laughs> Uh, uh, we we may or may not be uh, running that Twitter account. <laughs> it is bizarre the number of people who like randomly followed it as a result uh, of it, and then we did nothing with it because I forgot to check back in. <laughs> and came back and I was like, oh, I there was a market for this we could have exploited and yeah. done like kaiju movies. Damn. Oh well. Uh, too too focused on uh, infiltrating Yellowstone Facebook meme groups. There we go. That's right. I can't wait to get some blue non-outline text over a photo of a cowboy who I don't know with uh, you know tough guy quotes the entire time. Um, <laughs> Last trailer though that we have, and uh, this is this is coming soon. It's coming soon to DVD and home video. So I I was a little <laughs> excited for it uh, until I uh, I started watching it, and it's called Fallen. Uh, th- this trailer called Fallen. Uh, we follow uh, a, f- a man named Father Abraham. He had many sons, uh, and. <laughs> 
He was ready to save the world from an evil menace using an exorcism until tragedy struck. And so then he now kind of lives on a farm by himself with his daughter. And so uh, then uh, he is attacked by pale humanoid creatures and he's shooting them and burning them. And uh, it seems like just a, a fun little time here with a lot of quotable dialogue. So I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, there were some incredible uh, quotables from this trailer. Uh, I just, I just got to say a few here. Uh, quote: Will you accept this mission of violent mercy? Hell and, yeah! <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, like, this mission, should you choose to accept it? Uh, and then <laughs> quote: uh, The time has come for even the holiest of saints to become violent executioners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Aquitas Veritas hand tattoos all agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this looks like some real B movie schlock. Uh, could be could be fun in the right setting. Uh, the, oh, the top it's not. Year, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't have the budget to be no. schlocky fun. Absolutely no. not. The top the top YouTube comment was the trailer really got me excited to skip the movie whenever and however possible. <laughs> Uh, it's a sad day when the top comment gets more likes than the actual trailer, huh? Oh boy. Uh. Absolute yeah. burn there. Uh, probably not a good idea that they wanted to try and do a hard push on DVD instead of <laughs> right? Blu-ray. What are but, they doing? What year is this? I would love it if someone was like coming to Betamax in HD DVD. Only those formats. <laughs> coming to VHS and uh, PSP cartridge. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to watch this on my Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> the top movie on the now defunct PS2 servers. There we go. Um, it, it, I, w- I wish I could talk more about this movie, but it just looks bad. But it's also one of those of where like it's so bad that when I see it on Netflix or something, I'm for sure watching this. Like, there's no way I'm not going to put this on in the background as I'm, you know, making pasta or something. (laughs) Just watching some guy with the worst CGI blood splatter effects fight off monsters. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. The, the, uh, this bow tie pasta still has a little bit more to go. The 11 minute timer. (laughs) Oh, interesting. You know, um, just really, really highlighting the, the boringness of my life compared to that. But that's okay because we, uh, we're we going to do a quick plug here. We're going to let people know uh, a couple things that's going on. First off, thanks to everyone for uh, giving us five-star reviews on Spotify. Really means a lot. Spotify, God damn it, you overlord. You got us to mention how Spotify allows you to rate podcasts now on your platform. Uh, y- your Long Kong game, it ends up working. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who answers those uh, Spotify questions as I randomly just throw them up into things. Uh, it really does mean a lot. The other thing, of course, is that we have a Patreon going. So for $5 a month, you can show your support for the show. And we got something really cool coming up. Want to tell them about it, Grift? Yeah, so uh, we are committing to the bit here. Uh, you may have remembered a couple episodes ago from our extended uh, riff on Yellowstone. Uh, we came up with the idea of doing a Yellowstone recap show called Yellowstone, which uh, apparently there, there are in like, there are now articles coming out. There's like an AV club one the other day about how 
Yellowstone, this this show on on the the, the Paramount Plus network, uh, it's getting ratings that haven't been seen since like Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, but nobody in the media is talking about it because it's all like conservative the liberal media. That's yeah, the what liberal it is. Media elites don't want you to to talk about this show, which is being watched by everybody's like conservative boomer uh, parents and grandparents. Um, so I think that there's a there's a real media niche here and a lot of uh you know potential uh patrons out there that would pay for a unofficial yellowstone podcast that's uh, right so and these ep- these episodes will be coming exclusive to the garbage in garbage out patreon uh starting january 7th that's right because you know it's a holiday for their fan base january 6th you know it's like fourth <laughs> of july so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be talking about Yellowstone, uh, all those seasons, the spinoff 1883, which is a prequel show, and then 6666, which I feel like is weird for the audience of Yellowstone to be uh, talking about Super Satan, which is what I assume the Four (laughs) Sixes Ranch is. But uh, more power to them. Uh, It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a a real journey. Uh, And so I look forward to anyone who is going to be uh, watching that on with us. But let's get back to the things that people are here for. The hard-hitting news that they've come to enjoy about our show. Uh, And that is that three members of the K-pop sensation group BTS have tested positive for COVID-19. Whom's among us? Uh, <laughs> like, like they're they're all vaccinated, right? This fucking busted ass. Vaccine. I don't think their like, managers would let like, them not be vaccinated. Like yeah. they don't have rights, let alone choices. Yeah, on these right? Things. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. From from what uh, we know about the way uh, K-pop is, uh, K-pop groups particularly are organized. Yeah, they they don't have much say over things. <laughs> I, I never forget. I, I there was it happened with a. a female k-pop star but there was also a male k-pop star recently who came under fire because they found out he was dating someone and they were like oh no this ruins your image so he had to do like a very public (laughs) apology to everyone that he was uh dating someone uh man what a time what a time um i i thought though that you know like covid it when it was infecting politicians i wasn't worried about it when it started to affect the world of sports you know that's of course uh bringing it home to the things that i care about but now that it's a f- infected bts we get to see like what's more powerful covid or k-pop and uh I, this is a battle i'm here for we've already seen the power of their fan bases like didn't they all like book fake tickets to a Trump rally and inflate the numbers. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like, they did. And then nobody showed up. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, BTS Army, undefeated. Uh, uh, just, you know, don't ever dare to say anything negative about them or just, you know, be black on the internet. That seems to be a good way to avoid getting uh, called out by them in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, critical support for what these people are up to and i'm sorry that half of your band is now um suffering from this they'll they'll be better i'm sure and um if they're not then just know that they will be replaced and their weird plastiline faces are going to be uh new members put on in the cloning factory yay yeah yeah these people are on an assembly line um i know no i know nothing in 
don't care at all about k-pop uh we're like, supposed <laughs> to care grift yeah it is it is like the second most popular genre of music and i i feel so old anytime i try and talk about it so um <laughs> let, let, let's talk about things that make me feel young that's talking about older topics that exist specifically that in an interview ron perlman revealed that in guillermo del toro's new pinocchio movie everything is set in mussolini's italy Woohoo! <laughs> this feels like a movie that would like this was obviously like greenlit during the trump presidency of course but, yeah but, but, you, got, you got mango mussolini himself in the, in the oval <laughs> <laughs> the dang cheeto um <laughs> yeah. it, it is interesting though because in the quote uh as he's talking about how pinocchio set mussolini's Italy, it's a fascist backdrop, and he explains that the conceit of the film is that Pinocchio is the perfect soldier because he's not human, so he doesn't question orders or have fears. He's invulnerable. All the things the perfect soldier needs to be, which is, you know, I always enjoyed the idea of Pinocchio, but I also always wondered, what if there was a movie that was Beasts of No Nation, but with Pinocchio wooden child soldiers instead? And so... So so does the like Pinocchio doll become like a real boy and then fight in like the North African front? Like what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like do, do they do they string up Mussolini over a lamppost with like the puppet strings? <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio hanging upside down with yeah. the puppet strings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 oh, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this movie, I'm just, I'm, I don't know what any of the other cast is. I'm really excited, though, to see a Ron Perlman House of Gucci style Italian accent take place because, uh, <laughs> The man doesn't have range, but if he does, by God, I want to see what he can do with an Italian accent. Yeah, um, I mean, we already see these these uh, guys do some, you know, historical Nazi reenactments at the beginning of the first Hellboy. So I'm I'm down for some uh, the, for the, the Ron Perlman Del Toro uh, team to reunite for uh, for this one. I would love it if this is actually the secret Hellboy three that uh, is yes. Gonna be made. <laughs> Hellboy 3, the wooden army. <laughs> I would love to see little baby Pinocchio on that giant ass red arm. It would be great to see a uh, little fucking psychopath like a Damian Wayne or something. Um <laughs> What what a what a concept! We're good at pitching these things. Studios, come on, get at us. We 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 can do this. We can be. Um, I mean, like we're not as problematic as other white guys that exist in this world. So <laughs> let, let's talk about this other story here. Uh, James Franco, he's breaking his silence on the allegations of sexual misconduct by with uh, stating with a strong reply of. I did sleep with students. <laughs> so congrats to him. Uh, kudos for about, what, four years after the fact? Finally admitting to the thing that we all know that he did. Was was he like running a private school or was he, he had a master like a class? class at NYU? Yeah. 
Uh, oh, so, 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 so this is what you get when you sign up for master class. Uh, <laughs> you get master ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, um, but he, Megan he came Fox, out. please make a master class. I'm begging you, please. <laughs> here, my um, please. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's uh, came out here and said that his excuse was a uh, sex addiction, sex addiction, but that's right. Sex- sex addiction sorry um but i'm gonna go ahead and say that's fake uh i I don't Mm. i i'm i'm a sex addiction denialist um (laughs) have some fucking self-control you sicko what what a cop-out an absolute cop-out of what he's saying of like well i thought it was consensual so i thought it was fine like well yeah but if you're the teacher hitting on a 19 I'm sorry or in some cases 18 year old student you know that's that's going to possibly be uh, an abuse of power in some way shape or form also like you're not just a student you're like one of the most famous actors in the world yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. multiple power like differences going on she has here, for childhood sure. nostalgia for your film roles in spider-man 3 bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> calm down yeah yeah she, she had a realization about her sexuality after seeing your jawline in the early spider-man movies <laughs> she wasn't allowed to watch your pineapple express film until two years ago think about that <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> yeah. just yeah, like um, as a general rule of thumb if she still needs a parent in order to go see your movies in theaters she's probably too young for you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah just you know obviously there his uh publicist team is starting the process of rehabilitating his image in the media um so we'll probably start to expect to see him back in roles in movies in a couple of years if the oh, time, I, timeline compared to other people you know follows through on on uh, you know regular trends absolutely i mean we're gonna watch him he's gonna do what happens with all of them which is fund like the a a small indie director that needs like $3 million to make a movie and then like keep funding those critical darlings for a little bit uh, for a whole award season and then reemerge like a Phoenix of some kind and then have sex (laughs) with all of those wanting and willing actresses because we're okay with that level of, (laughs) of uh, power play (laughs) dynamic in Hollywood. It just can't be with students. You know, that's what crosses a line. Yeah, maybe maybe some of his students will be older and now in the industry because of the acting lessons that he gave them. Oh, so, no, no, yeah. not, not because of the lesson <laughs> he gave them. Absolutely not. Oh, God. Yeah, he taught me how to get roles. I became friends with Seth Rogen. That was, that was the lesson of his master class. Didn't, didn't sex, uh, sex Rogen, sex Rogen, sex Rogen, sex Rogen, Seth Rogen, yeah. Like, yeah. Seth Rogen recently was like, yeah, I'm not working with any him anymore. Uh, we used to be friends. We haven't talked. And I'm going to go ahead and say fake friend there. Calling you out, Sex Rogen. Uh, stand, <laughs> stand by your man. <laughs> God knows he needs it. Come on, support him in this trying time. Uh, yeah. Give him some more of your weird weed pottery. That is the singular sign of a neighborhood being gentrified, I think, is a ceramic weed rolling tray. So... Uh, neither here nor there let let's focus on just you know some real heroes this week 
it's a it's a real news story, but it's inspired, of course, from being Disney pilled. Uh, Griff, you mentioned that your family has a subscription, so they're all watching Star Wars. Are you worried that they might also try to invade Buckingham Palace with a crossbow and try and take out the Queen of England? <laughs> Yo, oh, this fucking story. I, I literally laughed harder at this than anything in a long time just at the length at the line of i'm a sikh lord (laughs) sikh lord darth jones (laughs) i'm an indian sikh a sith my name is jaswan singh chow my name is darth jones (laughs) but all like yeah and so honestly i think he was probably i think i think he was successful um because we all know the queen is dead one one way or the other, she she's gone. She's she she's yeah. uh, she she is not <laughs> with us in the mortal realm uh, currently, uh, as as evidenced by that very obvious uh, deep fake uh, Christmas video um, that was that was made made to cover up her her passing. But I think he was successful in shooting her with a crossbow. So uh, See, more- that, that's where we disagree. <laughs> I think that he wasn't successful because I think she's already dead, and so it was like one of those things where he pulled open the sheets to see her and it was like three pillows <laughs> in the bed like what what's this okay, bam taken away <laughs> he 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 goes on uh he goes on this like extended uh rant at her at her bedside about the uh, you know about how he's seeking revenge for the for the 1919 uh british massacre of indians and then just pulls back the sheet and she's already dead <laughs> 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 uh, the point is that I can't wait for this scene to appear on Netflix's The Crown in uh, three years. So I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you you can't use Disney IP like we uh, Darth Jones. Oh, that's, I, right. Like, uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he is now in the greater Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> It's so wonderful in the article because it says like he was less than 2,000 feet from the queen's private bedrooms. It's like that's six football fields, you know? That's like like almost half a mile. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people, a lot of violence has occurred within half a mile of the queen's private rooms, but you know. Whatever, yeah. keep going off, I guess. That'd be like if there was a shooting across town and I was like, it happened almost 2,000 feet from me. Oh, the crime. It's so dangerous in this city. Um, <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Um, what, 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 like, just a, just an inspired individual. I also love how his parents are like, we don't know what's wrong with him, but clearly something is. They were just talking about he, him being a Star Wars fan and being 19 years old, though. Not about the Queen thing. The queen thing, they're like, yeah, no, that was an atrocity. Uh, yeah, I would do it, too, if I could get away with it. But calling yourself Darth Jones? Get the fuck out of here. I love how we also sent like a th- a threatening Snapchat video of him like in costume in character to his friends like right before doing this he's like I'm coming out to you as Darth Jones I'm I'm, I'm going to kill the queen now 
I can't wait for the legislation to get passed that says, all right, so we said no guns, no knives, now no lightsabers. It's too dangerous out there on the streets of uh, London. Well, they're just returning to tradition because in the Middle Ages, the uh, Pope banned crossbows um, in European (laughs) wars because it was uh, it was too deadly. Too many Christians killing each other. So I see. I see. We need to to get these dangerous uh, repeating arrow weapons off the off the streets, which are now being plagued by crime. Crime is on the rise. (laughs) A mass crossbow (laughs) shooting occurred today, said the town crier. <laughs> oh my god. There is oh, did you see that video of the vaccine town crier in a in a British town? No, um, no, there, God there, no. There, yeah, there was a guy in full like powdered wig regalia with a scroll, like being like, get your vaccine. And it, the the town, it literally like it started with the word Reddit. Uh Great. Like, there, yeah, Great. like it was like it was like Reddit or something. I don't like <laughs> This is, oh, this is that, that's yeah. worse than the the Scottish towns that are hate like fuck you or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would hate to live in the town of Reddith. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, great! It's like the internet. Only we all have a lisp here. Fantastic! I enjoy this so much. Yeah. No. But 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 seriously, uh, critical support for Darth Jones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Problematic ally with the Star Wars fans. So. Yeah. Uh, can't can't wait for you to pop up in season three of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's uh, it's it's pretty brutal, is what it is. Uh, but let's talk about our last story tonight, uh, or today, tonight, whatever. People don't need to know exactly when we record, but whatever. Uh, it, it's uh, the HBO lineup of where HBO Max is saying, "Hey, everyone." Guess what? We have all this new content f- to to fill your ear holes and mouth holes with in 2022. Is it going to be all original theatrical movies like last year? No, fuck that. We fired the people who came <laughs> up with that dumb bullshit <laughs> strategy. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they they instead said, "Hey, we have." Winning Time, Peacemaker, Westworld Season 4, House of the Dragon, a Gremlins animated movie or TV show or whatever. Uh, they, they, basically, it's a complete 180 on last year's huge announcement where they're just saying, like, we have a whole bunch of stuff for you, uh, which it was a delight to see because uh, it's no different now than any other streaming service giving their announcements on what's coming and what's popular. I think it's also no coincidence that um, Peter Dinklage was out there in the media, like trying to trying to do a revisionist take on the universally reviled Game of Thrones ending, um, because you, they're obviously trying to hype their new uh, Game of Thrones spinoff show, House of the Dragon, now, which uh, I. I think it's supposed to depict like the the Targaryen civil war, um, the the dance of the dragons or whatever. But he would Peter Dinklage was out there being like, yeah, no, actually that ending that everybody hated, uh, it was good because it was subverting expectations of um, what the, the the white people riding off into the sunset. It's like motherfucker, like you got that ending in the show, <laughs> like you 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 get to be the the puppet master to like the 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 crippled boy king. 
Um, yeah, I, I also think that it's weird because uh, I don't think people were mad because the show subverted the white people riding into the sunset. No. I think they were mad because they truncated all the seasons and then they had people teleporting across the land of what would normally take a season and a half of travel just happen in between episodes. It and like just, literally like reduced the quality of the writing to like a middle school bing bang bongo essay. Like it, it was, it was just uh like, just dog. Like, yeah. So like characters were acting in ways that they would never have in the books. It just totally betrayed uh, you know, um, character developments and payoffs that people have been waiting for. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's no like, I've, I've I've been seeing some contrarian takes on the timeline about how the ending of Game of Thrones was actually good, but no, no, cut that shit out. It fucking sucked. These uh, are the same people that want Amazing Spider-Man three. To be clear, yeah, like yeah. Th this is the same brain sickness of what's happening here. Uh, also, why is Peter Dinklage carrying water for this franchise? Like he, he has like a Cyrano de Bergerac uh, uh, musical uh, movie coming out. Is a Toxic Avenger movie that's coming out. He doesn't need to be carrying water for WB right now. Honestly, the thing I'm most probably excited for in this slate is a new His Dark Materials series. Um, it's, uh, I, I love those books as a kid, as a kid. And I think the, the BBC HBO production is actually a pretty good adaptation. Um, yeah, I mean, and, who doesn't yeah. want more Lin-Manuel Miranda in their life? Right? Oh, he's, right, he's Griff? dead. He's, he's, he's dead. They, they killed them off. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. so we, we don't have to worry about him anymore. Keeping up with the, the, yeah. It seemed like he was like a, a blimp or uh, air balloon explorer. And I was like, what the fuck is this show? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's actually like one of his least soy characters um, that, that he's played. So yeah, no, he, he is not, um, don't let his the fact that he's in it um, stop you from checking it out if you're interested. That's all sure. I'm saying. Right, I'll, I'll yeah. see it. I I remember the movie having uh, uh, armored polar bears and that being the only good part of it. So oh yeah, the, the movie the movie was dog shit. Uh, as long yeah, as I get that, more uh, fucking polar bears though, I'll be fine. So um, yeah yeah. Oh for first season, oh plenty of polar bears. Let's <laughs> fucking go then. Okay, I, I'm gonna be uh, jumping off to go do that. So let let's talk about plugs. Uh, what have we got to plug what's going on in the world of griff shop uh so yeah you know been chilling for the holidays still running the uh, the the cheese down merch um i a, another crypto company uh, actually hit me up recently uh so i'm gonna be doing merch for them it's some something called hero dow and apparently they're like resurrecting old like comic book characters in the public domain um so yeah be on the lookout for that i'm not sure how any of this works still but hey i'm getting paid so i'm not i'm not questioning things i was gonna say as long as you're getting paid in real money you're gonna be fine so that's yeah, the thing uh, to keep in mind it's not like our agreement where i pay you in gigo coin and then uh, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we figure out what the value of is that at a later date should yeah. be good to go honestly uh, like i if Giga coin buy now because it's going to be worth a lot more later. So I would I would go all in on Giga coin at this point. You know, once <laughs> once once our uh, you know Yellowstone NFTs take off. Oh, oh dude, we're going to get the boomers into NFTs. That's Let's right. Go. That's Fuck what we yeah, need to like, be doing. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna and to get together we can uh, 
overthrow the uh, financial establishment and establish uh, Grift coin and Gigo coin as the the, the dueling uh, world reserve currencies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, it seems like a, a bright and happy future brought on by this uh, compelling drama about Montana farmers. So what, what's not to love with that? Uh, go ahead and uh, follow us on Letterbox at Gigo Podcast or on Twitter at GigoCast. Check out the merch uh, over at Griff.shop. Also, Hell if you yeah. want, check out the website that we got going on, Gigo.plus. Thank you to all of the people listening. Please tell your friends. It means a lot to us. Uh, let's kick off 2022 in the right way. Bye, y'all. Peace.